Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable discussion for October 31st, 2006. This week we'll be discussing the top three news stories on the Diz this past week. Also, we'll talk with Tammy Spangler, whose family had the Magic Kingdom to themselves as part of Disney's Year of a Million Dreams promotion. In our feature discussion this week, we'll tell you about Disney Vacation Club and discuss the pros and cons of buying into Disney's timeshare offerings. All that, plus this week's trivia challenge clue on this edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Now, the roundtable looks a little different this week. Uh, John and Kevin actually are not here this week. They had some uh, technical difficulties they had to uh, work through, so they're not joining us. But we are joined by a special guest, uh, Jason Clauber, my uh, my good friend, who is also known as uh, JPD on our discussion boards, one of our moderators who's in town. Welcome to the roundtable, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jay is actually, uh, in his real life, a uh, New York City police officer, a decorated New York City police officer as he rolls his eyes because he he always gets uh, he always gets mad at me when I do this to him. But uh, Jay is uh, Jay is one of our nine eleven heroes. He is uh, he was uh, he was there on that fateful day and was injured in the line of duty, uh, saving the life of one of his fellow officers. And the mayor put a big old fat medal on his chest for it. So he also has a bum knee thanks to it, which uh, is uh, has it feeling. It's getting there. Jay had surgery a few weeks ago. Yeah, I had my second knee surgery in September. So yeah, he's uh, he, he's been hobbling around, but uh, making a good effort. Making a good effort. I'm here for the fun. So uh, well, welcome to the roundtable, Jay. We're glad you're here with us. All right, with that, we'll discuss some of the news stories this week that were most popular on the Diz. The number three story about Disney CEO Robert Iger not being the most popular man on the campus of Ithaca College right now in New York. Iger is an alumni of the school and had come to the campus on October 12th to kick off a new fundraising campaign for the school. And he was met by a handful of, well, they don't want to call themselves protesters, but they were students who, let's say, they just weren't pleased that Iger was there. And uh, they say it wasn't meant to be a protest, but it started taking on those overtones when this got picked up by Fox News and the New York Times. And... Basically, their 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 issue with him is uh, he he's making a donation to the school uh, for this fundraising event, and they the students don't feel that a company like Disney, with some of the business practices that they've been accused of around the world, sweatshop labor, things of that nature, that that is a good fit for Ithaca College. So some students are taking umbrage to it and have been speaking out. And uh, Iger was giving a speech uh, at the school. And uh, during a question and answer session, was confronted by uh, some students uh, saying things like, "You know, how do you uh, wh- 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 how do you justify sweatshop labor and things like that?" And oh. We don't want you know we don't want corporate that, that kind of corporate money attached to our school. And Iger was quick to point out this was not a, a donation from Disney, but a donation from him personally as an alumni, huh. and uh, you know that it wasn't it wasn't corporate. But the students didn't seem to. Care. Didn't, didn't yeah. seem to care, but you know, it's a college campus. I guess that's they what goes on. They were just being students. They were just being students. I don't think. I don't think there's any. I take the money. <laughs> throw a camera. But no, it's good face. money. I mean, that's yeah. not dirty money no, at all. No, it's that's that's not out of his pocket. Take it. You know, even if it was from Disney, it's not dirty money. I mean, I, I, yeah. you can you can have you, you may you may have questions about some of their business practices, but I think for the most part, 
you know, they're they're an ethical company, yeah. and there's no reason not to take. I mean, they donate millions of dollars a year to organizations in the Orlando area. What business doesn't have people questioning their ethics? Of Any course. business. Of course. So uh, that was our number three story. Now, number two this week uh, is about Disney's upcoming Broadway musical Mary Poppins, uh, which uh, resumed its previews performances last Thursday after a mechanical failure forced the show to close midway through Tuesday's performance. The Banks family house, which apparently moves, jumped off its track midway into the second act of the show, basically closing the production down. They had to send the audience home. They couldn't. They wow. couldn't. They couldn't start up again. Um, now it's scheduled. The show is scheduled to open on November sixteenth, and has been running in previews now for a few weeks. And it has been playing in London since two thousand four, I believe. And what was funny is on the same night that the New York preview had a technical problem and had to shut down. The London performance, the sprinkler systems malfunctioned and oh had God. water all over the stage. They had to shut that one down and send everybody home wow. as well. Maybe it was the Ithaca students. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, uh, it, it, it's had good reviews in London. The previews have been getting very good reviews, including from our own Regina Henricks, who saw the uh, show. When was it last? Uh, it was past Thursday. And she's going to be putting a review up on the site. We will include a link to that in our show notes this week. And I also thought, you know, I'm, I, I've got big hopes for this because, you know, Tarzan was a bit of a disappointment. And, uh, you know, with uh, Cameron McIntosh producing this, not to be too much of a show queen, but uh, Cameron McIntosh uh, did Miss Saigon, which is one of my all-time favorite uh, Broadway shows. And so I, w- I have high hopes, high hopes for this. And Regina, Regina said it was wonderful. I mean, she gave it, she gave it, uh, she gave it good marks. I trust her reviews. Now, you know, it's funny. We had uh, my friend Kevin Gilburn on the last show, and he was fond of telling the story when Aida was in previews down in Atlanta. And they had a, a matinee performance, and they had a whole bunch of senior citizens in the first several rows. And during Aida, uh, the pyramid, there's a pyramid that's on hydraulics that lifts and spins. And the hydraulic lines for the pyramid snapped oh, God. and sprayed the first three rows of senior citizens with basically hydraulic oh, fluid oh god um, I mean that, that that show was cursed in previews like there was no tomorrow oh god. what a way to start but uh, yeah I mean that was that was all to, over the news went on to do great things though and the number one story this week is about author Neil Gabler's new book Walt Disney The Triumph of the American Imagination the book is getting uh, some excellent reviews it's scheduled to actually be released uh, Halloween October 31st and uh, early reviews are saying it is the definitive biography on Walt Disney now, the book was apparently done with the blessing of Walt's daughter, Diane Disney Miller, who asked Gabler to be honest and accurate in portraying her father, not to just tell all the good stuff, but to actually give a, a real picture of him as a human being. And he did that, uh, from what I understand. And uh, he chronicles Walt's, Walt's life, paying attention equally to his successes as to his failures. In particular, uh, one of the things I thought was, was interesting in, in one part of the review from the Washington Times, uh, the author writes, uh, Disney's many disappointments, failures, and betrayals did not derail him from pursuing his dreams. In fact, he created an alternative universe to which he not only invited the world, but into which he placed himself for protection. He controlled this fantasy world, and it was the only place in which he felt secure from people and ideas hostile to himself and his beliefs. For all his outward sociability, sociability writes Mr. Gabler, Associates found him deeply private, complex, often moody, and finally opaque. No one really seemed to know him. Hmm. 
And yeah. I think that really can, paints a very different picture of Walt Disney from what we've seen and heard in many of the biographies, I think, that Disney has put out themselves. And I'm very interested to read this. I've already ordered it. Um, should get it tomorrow. Cool. So I, I'm, I'm anxious to read it. I'm anxious to yeah, see where it goes. He had seven years of access, unrestricted access really? to the archives. I was reading in, in, the, in the article. Seven years. Seven years of unrestricted access That's to the archives. And Disney, Walt Disney was a very, he stayed close. He didn't go out. He didn't socialize. And, and he was very, very private, private. Very private man. And whatever time he had, he spent with the kids when he had spare time. Yeah, so I'm very anxious. I'm very anxious to see how this uh, how this book turns out and uh, how well it ends up doing on Amazon.com. So we're going to include a link to it on Amazon.com for those of you who want to check it out. That'll be in our show notes as well. And that will do it for the news this week. A few weeks ago, we told you about the Spangler family from Ohio who were the first to receive one of the big prizes in the Year of a Million Dreams promotion that Disney is doing. Now, if you're not familiar with it, the Spanglers won a trip to Disney World that included having the Magic Kingdom to themselves for a few hours, and I had a chance to speak with Tammy Spangler by phone, and here's some of our conversation. And I'm on the phone with Tammy Spangler right now. Tammy, thanks first of all for uh, taking time to uh, talk to us tonight. Oh, you're welcome. Now, the first thing I want to ask you is, uh, how many times have you had to tell this story already? Do you know what? Probably hundreds, but it is so much fun to tell. It, it's just not a chore. Do you relive it every time you tell the story? You know, I do, and you just sometimes remember little things maybe that you hadn't remembered before, or, you know, I sit and watch that video clip over and over and over again, and it's just fun to kind of pan and, and look at each member of the family in different reactions, and um, I just don't think it's going to get old for a while. Oh, I don't think so either. I think you're right. Now... How did you enter to win this? You you weren't in the parks to win this, were you? No, I was online this summer, and um, my kids had been begging to go back to Disney. We had been for Thanksgiving last year, and um, so I was kind of thinking we probably were not going to be able to go, but I always like to go and check and see what's on, on Disney's site, mm-hmm. and there happened to just be a really small link there that you know kind of said when you know, a trip for you and three guests to Disney World. And so I clicked on it, and that was how I entered. Now, do you normally enter contests online? Never. Never? <laughs> no, I really don't like the spam and the junk mail. And that all comes that along stuff. with it. Yeah, and um, but, but it was real simple. It, it Number one, it was on Disney's site, so I knew that it was, you know, on the up and up. And um, I just, it, it asked very simple questions like name, you know, address, phone number, and email address. And um, I figured, you know, what the heck. Now, where were you when you heard? How did you? Well, first of all, how did you find out that you'd won? I, and I, where were you when you heard? I actually came home, and there was a message on my machine from someone with Disney, and I was really glad it was on my machine because I listened to it about three times <laughs> to make sure that I heard him correctly. And, <laughs> I mean, he didn't really give a whole lot of information. It just was, you know, um, who he was, and he was from Disney Parks and Resorts, and he wanted to talk to me about the, you know, keys to the kingdom sweepstakes, and could I please call him back? What a voicemail to come home to. You know, and, and you're listening to it, and, you know, it's digital, so you're trying really hard not to hit the wrong button because right. you want to listen to it. 
And I called my husband at work and I said, okay, this is what this guy said, and I'm not sure if I should be excited or not, but this is what he said. And he ran me through it two or three times. And, you know, we kind of tried to logically reason it out. And, and he's like, well, you got to call him. And I said, yeah, I know, but I, there's, you know, there's so many scams and stuff. You right. just, you're kind of like really nervous to do that. Isn't so that a shame that you it is, but you have to be really careful. And um, so I called him back, and um, he assured me that this was completely on the. I just kind of kept going, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "You're sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, I assure you." He said, "You are my grand prize winner." And I think I screamed at about that moment, you know, oh. because it just, you know, kind of hit me. And it was like so exciting because it was a trip that we just were not going to be able to take. So take me through what happened after that. Now they uh, you, they they obviously bring you out there. What uh, what was your process from from you know arriving to to the big day? You know it was really simple. Um, they met us. Well, actually, we get off the plane, and she had said um, the lady that I had had contact with. She had said um, just look for the guy with you know your sign. He'll have your name on a sign, and that's who you're looking for. And so. We we found him in baggage, and, and we wheeled our stuff out, and um, he says, you know, I'm going to go get my little yellow bus. And I'm like, okay, well, there's these little shuttle buses kind of running around. Right. He pulls up in a stretch limo. It's a black stretch limo, and it was so cool because I've never been in a stretch limo before. <laughs> and, of course, you know, the kids are excited, and I'm oh, excited, yeah. and... You know, we get in, and he's like, well, there's cold water in there in case you're thirsty. And, you know, we take, what is it, maybe a 20-minute ride to the parks. And um, it was so fun. I mean, just, that was like the first surprise, and it was just really wonderful. And then they met us at our hotel or at the resort. And, um, you know, they, yeah, um, our Disney person that we'd been talking to, she met us there. And um, she, of course, surprised us with the concierge level. And we... um, you know, did all the necessities, and she introduced us to um, our VIP tour guide for the week. Um, his name was Joey, and um, just kind of explained to us a little bit of what was going on. We knew um, some basics. We knew Wednesday was the big day. Um, you know, we had just a, a little bit of an idea of what we would be doing that day, but not a, not a whole lot. Um, she just basically said, you know, Joey has your itinerary. Um, he'll make sure that you're where you need to be at the at the times you need to be there, and um, she said the rest of the time, you know, Joey's here to make sure you have a wonderful time. And uh, so I knew we would have a VIP tour guide, but I really didn't understand what that meant uh, until after we got there. Yeah, that's and a... basically, you know, it's his job to yeah. make sure that everything that we want and need is taken care of. So that was really cool. It was fantastic. I mean, and I really honestly believe we got the best VIP tour guide in the park because he was just amazing. No matter what we said or things that we would maybe mention in casual conversation, boom, it would just happen. Now, now do you do do you worry that your next visit is going to kind of pale in comparison to the last one? <laughs> you know, a lot of people have asked us that. Um, you know, how could you possibly go back? But you know what? We always have fun at Disney. We've never been to Disney and not had fun. Of course, obviously, this is the most fun we've ever had at Disney. I'm but, sure. you know, I mean, what a memory. You know, I'll never be able to look at the carousel and not see it full of characters for me. 
um, you know, you've always got that spot on Main Street where you were surprised. And I mean, what well, talk to, yeah, well, talk to me a little bit about that day, the uh, the actual yeah. day where you had the Magic Kingdom to yourself for a few hours. Um, it was a long day, but it was a wonderful day. Um, you know, they met us early. It was an early morning for us. Um, they met us at the resort, and we took. The, they wired us, and, and you know, took us with microphones and stuff. And then they kind of took us to the park, and um, we had had a meeting on Tuesday, just um, kind of a, a quick run-through of, you know, what we would be doing, simply, you know, that we would be in the parks by ourselves, and, you know, we were to go in and, and walk down the red carpet, and um, just kind of, uh, just so we would have some clue of what we were doing, because once we walked into the park, we were alone. Um, oh. the, the Disney people who had greeted us that morning, just, they were not going into the park with us. So, that was really cool because, wow. you know, you walk in and it's quiet and you you don't see anybody, you know, when you walk in. And we do, you know, we knew there were going to be, you know, like some photographers and stuff. Um, but we got all the way down there and we had looked in all the shop windows and all those little things that you don't notice when people are mad dashing to the Dumbo ride. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> you just... You see so much, so we just really wanted to take it all in. I just didn't want to rush down that carpet because there, I don't know, it was a chance of a lifetime. You wanted to soak up every minute of that. You did. You know, you just wanted it to last. And uh, then when we turned around, of course, we realized we um, weren't completely alone. When you looked back at the Main Street station at the second floor, um, you could see the media, and and then we realized that. Um, uh, I guess what a big, de- you know what I mean. I, this I think was that an, was an event, it, yeah. Yeah, it finally hit me how huge this was. Wow! So that that was like a wow moment, where you were just like, oh my goodness. Now, were you this escorted to the? Were you escorted to various attractions, or were you just able to really run through the park on your own? How did that work? We were, yeah, we were escorted um, after the big surprise, which we had no idea, and I really don't know where all those people were hiding because we looked in all those windows going down the red carpet. Um, so that was a little bit of Disney magic there. But um, after we went through we, and we looked at the tip boards, and they had you know no weight on everything. Um, we boarded one of the, um, like my kids called it the little red fire truck, you know, the little, the little vehicles that they run up and down Main Street. Right. And, and the driver took us, um, over to Fantasyland, or Fantasyland, um, where Space Mountain was. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, yeah. (laughs) Um, I had a brain freeze. Um, and we rode Space Mountain. And so for that morning, just for that time, they did have like a set, um, set rides that we would ride and they had a certain order in which we would go I see. and joey yeah joey was with us and um our driver of course and we met various people you know at certain places around the park um such as all the, all the characters who were on the, the carousel and good morning america was in um over you know in front of the carousel and dumbo we rode dumbo and mickey and minnie mouse rode with us there um, just the, the different Jack Sparrow met us at Pirates of the Caribbean. And, wow. Um, honestly, that was, I don't know. I mean, cause the characters were so cool, but out of all of the, the things that they did for us, he was amazing. 
you know, we, we went to pull up and he pops up off the balcony and commandeers our vehicle. And he did this whole, it had to have been, you know, at least a five-minute drama little bit that, you know, took us all through the line and, and put us on the ride. Wow. And, of course, my kids loved that. I mean, it was so much fun. Now, Tammy, how old are your uh, your kids? My kids are um, 11 and 13. And and what was their what was their take on this whole thing? Amazing, I, I mean, you know, it's really hard to impress a thirteen year old boy. Yeah, it is. But um, it was so much fun. I mean, from the time that we told him, you know, till the I mean, to the big surprise. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen the clip. I mean, how surprised he was, you know, with everything. And it was like that all week. I mean, it was just one surprise after the other. Um, just all week, little things that they did. And, I mean, he got to meet Darth Vader and, oh. um, you know, just, I, I mean, it's like a kid's fantasy sure. land. You sure. You know, I, I mean, how do you top that? But, yeah, they just, they had so much fun. It's, it sounds to me as though, you know, all marketing hype and, and hyperbole aside, I mean, they really did make a dream come true for your family. I mean. You know, I, I, you just, I, I know they're a big company and, and you know, People think, you know, that they're out for that, you know, bottom dollar. But I'll tell you what, they weren't. You know, this was not for, there were so many little things that they did that, that aren't going to be publicized. And um, they were done just for us. And uh, as my son says, you know, a family from the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know, we weren't anybody that they needed to impress, and we weren't really anyone to them. And yet they all went out of their way, no matter who we, who we met, they all went out of their way to make us feel very special. Wow. And that was incredible. I think that's probably about the most genuine sentiment they could ask to uh, have someone uh, have someone repeat about them, I, I think that's uh, that's incredible. That's I am so grateful, grateful, grateful for this opportunity. It's been a wonderful experience. Let me ask you one other question: How, fam- okay. how famous are you now at home? Uh, you in know, hometown, with all this attention. it's been it's been really funny. Um, it, of course, we were in the, all the local papers and, and on the news shows and. Uh, the kids at school, I mean, all the teachers had the pictures on the boards, and um, everybody wants us to talk about it. And, and it's been a little crazy. I'm sure. Um, but it's been really wonderful um, just to be able to share, you know, with other people how awesome it was. Um, so, you know, the kids, of course, have enjoyed the attention, and um, it's it's just been a lot of fun. And I think the most fun for me has been the disboards. I posted a trip report there, and um, all of the well wishes and the wonderful postings that we've had from really all over. Oh, yeah. The kids, yeah, the kids have had a ball. You know, we've had it from all over the states and Canada and Spain and, and the U.K. and Ireland. And um, that has been really fun for me to watch and to think, wow, you know, this went all over. That's great. Well, I, I, Tammy, for, thank you again for, for taking time to, to chat with us. Uh, oh, thank you. And uh, we hope that uh, when you do come down to Orlando again, that you'll uh, give us a call and, and come maybe come chat with us uh, here live in the studio and uh, kind of tell us about uh, how your trip is. Oh, that would be fun. We'd love to meet you. Great. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. That really does sound like it was a, uh, a dream come true. A real, a real dream come true. 
And that I think this is, I mean, generally speaking, I, I think this is a very, really cute idea. I know a lot of people are getting tapped on the shoulder in the parks and, and, uh, you know, getting these, well, you guys had, we yeah, saw, I saw that. Bob and I saw we were it in the park hand. on Saturday and we, we were in the land pavilion and we're waiting for the elevator right near where the boat comes back in. And all of a sudden you hear them scream something about a dream team is here. And then they made an announcement and it was everybody on the boat got a fast pass for the day, each one of them. Wow, 25 so that, people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they did it twice. The next boat came in, and they did it again. Now, we don't know if it was fast passes for every park or just Epcot, but you know what? Either way, that's, that's got to be yeah, a great feeling. Yeah. 25 very excited people oh, that yeah, said, wow, this trip was worth it. Yeah. They got pins. We saw them. They gave them a little uh, pamph- like a little thing to envelope to hold the fast pass, and attached to it looked like a very big medallion type pin so we didn't know what was on it but definitely something just to take home with you besides just a piece of paper that says i wrote every ride you actually yeah. got something to take home with you very very well done yeah this is uh, uh i think this is turning out to be a very cool probably one of the best promotions i've ever heard disney that's great so well congratulations to tammy and her family that uh, that's a great story and i really really do appreciate her taking time out to talk with us that was uh, it was very nice it was very nice chatting with her so we're going to move on now to our feature discussion this week. And uh, I got an email last week from uh, from a listener who was asking us to discuss some of the pros and cons of uh, Disney Vacation Club. And Disney Vacation Club, for those who are not familiar with it, is basically Disney's answer to a timeshare. Uh, where most timeshares you would purchase a... Well, Jason, I'll, I'll let you describe it. How do you describe it to your friends? How do you describe As a Disney DVC Vacation member Club? myself, I have numerous people ask me, what is the Disney Vacation Club? And here's how I do it. It is a timeshare, yes. It is owned by Disney, but the main attraction to me was is you're not stuck with a set week and hope to trade it out. You're given a set amount of points that you purchased, and then with those points, based on the time of year and the size of your room, that you use the points. So say it's eight points a night for a Sunday in a studio. You use eight of your points. You get them every year allocated to you. So what it does is it gives you great flexibility without having to go through what's called a trade thing. With the regular timeshare with a set week, you have to hope, if you want to go in September and own in November, that someone that month trades with you. With Disney Vacation Club, you don't. You have points, and you just plan appropriately, and accordingly is a better word, and you'll get your trip. And the flexibility of it is is, is good because Second to none. you can... Uh, you can also bank and borrow points. You can bank if you have points left over one year. You can bank them uh, into next year, or if you need a lot of points one year, you can borrow against uh, uh, the, the next year. I'm all, so, I'm actually a year behind. I've been borrowing right. every year since I owned it. <laughs> now, how many points do you have, Jay? I have four hundred. Four hundred. That's how much we have. Yep. Split into different resorts. I own it three different resorts. Uh, we're only at Old Key West. I own it Old Key West. I have uh, the Boardwalk, Vero Beach. And Saratoga Springs, I purchased into when they uh, opened that up. Well, I mean, and and so there is a, uh, I guess there's an automatic bias here because uh, Jay and I are both DVC members, but I do, I do want to try and approach this as as honestly as we can. So uh, you know, that's well, I we spent a lot of money, and I'm very honest about it. Well, we're so. we're, we're you know we want to give the pro, we were asked for the pros and the cons, so I want to make sure that we give give both sides. So now the the upside to Disney Vacation Club is that you know it's Disney, correct, and the resorts that you're staying at are top-notch resorts. These are not chumpy. Res- None of them are chumpy. You've got Old Key West, I which that, has, that is the best of them I don't all. own, but it's my favorite. It's Those are the largest units. Largest, yeah. That was the first one built, and that is those are the largest units. Second one up was the, the Boardwalk uh, Villas. 
over at the Boardwalk Resort. Then uh, actually, I think Hilton Head came before Boardwalk. Well, I'm I'm just going through the Disney. Oh, okay, right I apologize. Now. So we got the Boardwalk. Then you've got uh, the the third one open was Wilderness Lodge Villas. That's nice. Beach Club Villas. After and then that. Beach Club Villas came after that. And then the new rumor is is the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Well, then Saratoga Springs. Oh, I'm sorry, Saratoga, Saratoga Springs. Springs. And then the new no, it's rumor been confirmed. is it's it's been right. Confirmed, it's been announced yeah. right down here, yeah, right? We did it, we so now the new week, announcement yeah. is is that yeah, this is uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, which I think is going to sell faster than any resort oh, has sold yet. I think it's well, you know. I, I said to my wife, we might be getting more points. <laughs> <laughs> well, the. Uh, so you've you've got all these Disney resorts that you buy into. Now they do also have uh, a resort in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and in Vero Beach, Florida, out on the coast, right right down from Cocoa. Now I believe the uh, current the current price per point is about after the last increase was one hundred and one dollars a point. I believe so. And these have gone up at a very healthy clip over the last few uh, over the last few years. And, and but you do get you do you know on the other upside one of the other upsides to Disney Vacation Club you do get some discounts. Some discounts at the restaurants. You get a pretty decent discount on your annual hundred dollars off. Save about a hundred dollars on an annual pass. So there are some. There, you know, those are the upsides. The, the downside, you know, really ties into the price per point, and that is the cost, especially in comparison to other timeshares in the area. And you're talking about a minimum purchase of 150 points at 101 dollars a point. Let you do the math. Uh, on the resale market, you know, depending on what kind of what kind of which uh, property and other factors you can find point you, you can buy points from anywhere from seventy five to ninety five dollars so you can you definitely save money on resale and but resale is something you have to go into very carefully we'll talk about that in a little bit can you make money can you make money you huh? can sell oh sure you can absolutely so it's real estate i mean it's you can sell it you're you're free to sell it it's it, it's it's uh, it's a deeded property you can rent your points out if you know you're not going to go away exactly so that'll cover your dues for the year we have a we have a discussion forum uh on our on our site for disney vacation club including a rent trade forum where uh, dvc owners will go and rent out their points uh for people who are looking to stay in those uh in those units in those in those places without paying the per night that Disney charges. Exactly. Because those units, uh, you know, a one bedroom, a one bedroom at Old Key West is going to set you back about three or $400 a night. And uh, you can get the, you can rent the points for much, much less. The average is $10 a about point. $10 a point is what you're renting for. So if you're careful on renting the points and do like Sunday through Thursday and then move out into another hotel for the Thursday, Friday and Saturday nights, you can save some money there too by doing the points that way, right? Friday, Saturday, other nights that Friday, Saturday. they're less points, so you can do that. So if you go Sunday through Thursday and say it's 150 points, it would cost you just spent fifteen hundred dollars, correct? Ten dollars a point, correct? Fifteen hundred dollars for Sunday through Thursday in a one bedroom villa can't beat that. You really can't beat it. So I mean, that's um, I guess renting them is another upside. But again, the the cost of the, the cost of, of of a Disney Vacation Club timeshare. Is expensive, especially in comparison to other other timeshares. Now, the, the, one of the big competitors in the area for Disney is Vistana, and Vistana has I th- I've seen their units. Their units are stunning. I mean, they're beautiful, beautiful units. Yeah, on the resale market right now, you can pick up Vistana for what, Corey? Uh, between thirty five hundred and sixty five hundred. Well, yeah, there's now, there are some that are up there, but you know that's the that's about average. So you got to figure that you know for a, a week at Vistana, but you know remember now you're buying a week. It's a it's a, it's a more standard timeshare uh, deal 
where you're just buying, you know, a week a year and you have to trade out if you want to travel in a different week. So it's it, it's not as flexible, not nearly as flexible as what Disney offers. But again, you know, these are they're stunning units. I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen the units of Vistana. They absolutely hold up to comparison to old Key West. The, t- the furniture in them is beautiful. They're very spacious. They're well-appointed. The grounds are meticulously maintained over there. It's got a real nice resort atmosphere. I think they do a very good job. I mean, there's a real argument to be made. I mean, the people who are more likely, I think, to go for that, though, are the people who are willing to stay off property. If you're the kind of person that when you come to Orlando, you're only going to stay at a Disney resort, you're, I don't think you're going to be happy yeah. with a timeshare that's not Disney because right. you're always going to want you're always going to wonder how much better it would be if you had been yeah if you taking the Disney taking the bus Disney rather than that shuttle yeah right and just being surrounded all day all night with Disney so I mean that's the, that's that's a decision I guess everyone has to make for themselves for me that wasn't a a, a factor I was going to I, if I was going to do it I was going to buy a Disney timeshare I wasn't really interested in timeshare generally I was interested in Disney's timeshare. I mean, it really it really comes down to what your vacation habits are. I think the vast majority of people listening to us are much more Disney files and are probably going to be leaning to, would lean towards Disney Vacation Club versus some of the other stuff that's out there. But it is really it's we have to we have to say that there, there is are some there's negatives. an awful lot there are an awful lot of very very good timeshare companies. Uh, from Vistana, which is run by Sheridan, you've got uh, Hyatt Grand Regency, the Marriott Vacation Club, seems Marriott to be Vacation picking up. Club. Um, you've got a lot of major companies, a lot of major timeshare companies that have built stunning, stunning resorts. They're all over the place down here. You know what I would recommend to anybody is don't just do you know if, look at look at different timeshares. Don't just go into Disney and 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 you know Disney will even encourage that. Disney wants you to. Do your, do your homework. One of the things I like about their sales pitch, there's absolutely no pressure with Disney. Exactly. I can't promise you that anywhere else in this town. And I can guarantee you, when you go to other timeshares other than Disney, there's pressure. There, if I can share a quick story. Sure, please. Me and my wife actually did a lot of, uh, we listened to a lot of timeshare spiels. And like I said, I'm not going to lie, some of it was for the free meal or the binoculars. <laughs> but we were actually planning our future. You know, we were looking for trips, and every one of them, other than Disney, every one of them was very pressure-oriented. First, the first salesman would come, then his manager would come, and then his manager would come. And sure enough, there was a fourth manager, and it went oh, on geez. and on and on. So we went to Disney Vacation Club. The wife and I were thinking about buying a motorhome because, again, we were planning vacations. So we're like, let's try it. Let's see. We love Disney. We came on our honeymoon. We came just for the fun of it. We came when we were dating. So we sit down. They do the spiel. Which, which isn't even a spiel. It's just, you know, they tell you. And basically, they just say, this is what it is. Then they say, we're going to leave you to think about it. So I look at my wife, and I go, listen, let's see what this is about when he comes back in. So when he comes in, I go, all right, if I say no, you're going to send Donald Duck in with a different price. Then you're going to send in Mickey Mouse with another price, you know, just like all the other ones. And he goes, no. He goes, this is the price. That's it. It's up to you. It sells itself, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he said it. That's exactly what he said. He goes, it sells itself. If you don't want it, I understand. You know, thank you for coming. You know, and that's it. And I go, wait, wait, wait. I didn't say we're not taking it. I was just hoping that the price would go down, you know. <laughs> and we bought it right then and there. You know, so that's how it was. And I was expecting 15 managers to come over and change the price. Of course, I put the Disney twist on it because that's exact quotes I gave the guy. And he's like, no. And his name is Tony Hurd. And he, t- he, d- he didn't even talk us into it. He told us about it. We talked ourselves into it. We said, wow, vacations forever. My wife was pregnant at the time with my first child. Wow. And we knew that my son Zachary would have every possible 
trip to go on for the you know for the rest of our life at least based on the years. Exactly. And we never had to worry about going away on vacation, and that's why we bought it. Disney Vacation Club or any of these other timeshares are all available uh, in the, on the resale market, which is very 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 big market, and the same place. It's it's buyer beware. You you the, some of the some of the resale agents out there are not very reputable. And I don't want to sound like I'm shilling for an advertiser on the site, although that's exactly what this is going to sound like. But the Timeshare Store, which is has been was one of our first advertisers, was one of the first companies um, the Diz ever uh, brought on board. And so, I mean, I can recommend them wholeheartedly. I've been doing I've been doing business with Tom for, like I said, eight years now, and you're just not going to find a, a better uh, a better businessman, a more honest businessman, especially doing Timeshare. It just doesn't get any cleaner than Tom. So. And, and Pete, Tom actually wrote something on for our site on the main DVC page, the the warning signs in the DVC DVC resale marketplace for buyers and sellers. So that's that, that might be something. That's to, on the discussion boards. Or? No, it's on the, it's on the main. It's on the www.info.com. Okay. In the D- Disney Vacation Club area. Okay, great. That's uh, it's a nice little list. You have to do your homework. You really yeah, do. it's uh, what I would recommend to anybody who's thinking about it. Um, do some research online about the types of resorts you might be interested in. Of course, look at Disney, but be sure to look at some of the other ones. I would recommend Vistana personally. And uh, take a look, you know, set up some tours and and see what the properties are like and see what the pricing is and and make a decision based on what you think your vacation habits are going to be, what your pocketbook uh, dictates. Absolutely. And, you know, of all, you know, we've both stated all all the DVC properties, of all of them, most favorite, least favorite. Most favorite, Old Key West. Agreed. Least favorite, Saratoga Springs. Yeah, agreed. I think Disney Vacation Club maybe rethink their planning for the next Disney Vacation Club resort. In regards to? Just the whole setup, the layout, the feel. Being from New York, not Saratoga area, but I've been up there, and you know it has that feel because it gives you that. They do great theming with that. Yeah. But to me now that Saratoga Springs, based on the size of the buildings and the layout of how spread out it is, it's like mini hotels spread out is how I felt. Old Key West, you pull up, it feels like a villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saratoga Springs, you pull up, and you have to drive out, You know, depending on where your room is. You could be far from Saratoga everything. Saratoga Springs, just for those who don't know, is located on the for- property formerly known as the Disney Institute, which is a big, sprawling property. And I think they wanted to use the whole big, sprawling property. And this, I just wasn't imp- – the rooms didn't really do – they're a yeah, little smaller than Old Key West. They're closer to the size of Boardwalk. But there's really not much else there. Yeah. And uh, at first, they didn't even have a sit-down restaurant. And us Disney Vacation Club members got together and said, we want our restaurant. Now we have our restaurant. So at least they do listen. Oh, they absolutely listen. that is definitely my least favorite resort. I don't like that you have to take it. If you're on the fourth floor, I mean, it's a, you're taking an elevator. Oh, I, I know. Mean, they know that they're actually leaving, like, a, what do you call them, the bellhop carts yep. out there because they know you're going to need it. And I, that kind of took away from it. Like, Boardwalk, you know you're going to a big hotel, but you're on a boardwalk with tons of stuff. But I got to say, the food they serve in that restaurant at Saratoga is fantastic. I ate there when it was still the food court type of feel, mm-hmm. and the food was delicious. It was probably the, one of the best food courts I ever ate at because it was basically fast food in a way, you know. But mm-hmm. now I heard the sit down restaurant is unbelievable. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is great. 
Yeah, so that's, that's a, that. So they're trying. They're listening to us, and they're trying. But that Disney, that 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 property, that Disney Institute property, I swear it's cursed. It's cursed, absolutely. <laughs> it must be like an Indian burial ground or something. It's and just I, cursed. I it's, hope over time that they'll fix it because then the Disney Institute curse doesn't follow Saratoga Springs. Really, and they I do know. have a great pool. Their main pool is themed yes, very well, in my opinion. They did a good job so, with that. So they but that is my least favorite overall. Yeah, Disney. I mean, Disney Vacation Club. Anybody who's serious about buying a timeshare in Orlando would have to consider. Absolutely. DVC in their uh, in their in their repertoire of what they visit, but I would I would strongly recommend again check out a number of places. You're you're, you're planning to come here, you know, a few times a year for several years if you're going to buy a timeshare in Orlando. So make sure that's really what you want, um, and and make sure that you you put the time in to figure out what's best for your family, and by visiting the different resorts, seeing what fits your lifestyle best. So. So good luck to uh, anybody who's going to uh, go Purchase buy Disney a time and, go buy a timeshare, yeah, and that's it. You'll enjoy whichever one you buy. Just remember that. Okay, well it's time for this week's scavenger hunt clues. Now each week we're giving out various clues. The answer answers to which can be found on one of our previous podcasts here on wdwinfo.com, on disboards.com, or on dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Keep track of your answers each week, and after our November 7th show, you can submit your responses to podcast at wdwinfo.com. We're going to select one winner at random from all the correct entries we receive, and that lucky person will be awarded a four-night cruise on board the Disney Wonder, courtesy, of course, of Dreams Unlimited Travel. So here are this week's clues. Since we were talking about DVC this week, we thought we'd make this DVC-themed. So question number one, clue number one. How many DVC units will be added to the fifth and sixth floors of the Animal Kingdom Lodge? Question number two. Name the health club at Disney's Wilderness Villas, Wilderness Lodge Villas, excuse me. Number three. Now, according to the frequently asked questions posted on our DVC rent trade forum, they're right up there stuck at the top, you can't miss them, what type of posts are allowed on that board? And finally, what is the square footage, the total square footage of a grand villa at Disney's Old Key West Resort? And what is the maximum number of people that a grand villa would sleep? So those are your four DVC-related questions for this week, and happy hunting. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Roundtable. We hope you enjoyed the show. We certainly enjoyed doing it for you. Now, two weeks from now, we're going to be coming to you from Southern California. Uh, the team is going to be out there doing some stuff. So we look forward to, uh, we look forward to that trip. We look forward to bringing you some of, the, uh, some of the places we're going to visit out there. It should be fun. So we hope everybody has a good week, and we'll see you all next week, or at least we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good one.